0: I invite you this morning to pray with me. Gracious God, we pray that we might hear your words to us this morning through the scripture that we've already read and through the words that you have come to bring to us today. That we might be transformed to be whole and honest with ourselves and with our neighbors. That we might experience this thing, this beautiful thing called grace. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, so I, um, I invite you to take a, just a brief look at your uh, bulletin <laughs> this morning, and for some of you, you might like journey back to your high school days, some of you might journey back to your kids' high school days, but um, I- either way, I just remember this moment, you know, in the 90s was the time when I was in high school, and I remember uh, all the things that you aspired to be when you were in high school. And, and Stephanie and I, as we were preparing this, we came to this like, artwork at the back uh, towards the end of the week so we didn't have an opportunity to do probably what we could have done which is to poll you to give us your high school images and you know put them in so if you really want to see them you're welcome to send them on Stephanie's way she'll find a, a fun way to use them either on social media or on the bulletin itself but imagine a picture of yourself and what you would have looked like had we put you on this cover. And it's kind of funny to put yourself back in there because if you're anything like me, you remember that time when you just, you knew you knew everything, right, in high school. You were invincible. Nothing was going to stop you. You knew all the things that were going to happen to you 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road. And by golly, your outfit and haircut were the coolest they have ever been in your life. So I'm sorry if you are a high school student in the room right now and you're going to think to yourself 20 years, maybe I looked kind of funny, but you may. No eyes from our high school students and eye contact, but that's okay. But either way, it it was just kind of a fun reminder because I I remember in me and my journey um, and learning about uh, the church and about God, and and I remember I began my journey, and one of the ways I began it was uh, with this incredible kind of feeling of not being enough. And, and I, I remember when I was in high school, I grew up in kind of the hockey crowd, which was the cool crowd, and we're always competing for attention and out try, trying to outdo each other, whether it was the, the trick that we could do on the ice, or whether it was the new bike that we got, or whatever it was that we were doing, we're always trying to outdo one another so that one of us could be kind of the proclaimed leader of the pack, right? Leader of the pack, and that you could have this sort of sense of self-fulfillment, because you were the best at what you were doing, or you were in the cool club, or you just, you know, you fit in. And I tell you what, even as a high school student, I found it exhausting. But I didn't realize it was exhausting until I stumbled into this thing called a Christian community. And, and I stumbled into a Christian community kind of by happenstance. I told you a little bit about that in the past. But then I, I realized all of a sudden I was part of a group that I didn't feel like I had to perform. And it was this opportunity of freedom. Opportunity of freedom. But the thing is, I think that all too often, we find ourselves back in that place of performing, right? We find ourselves looking to one another, looking to the people that got a better career. We find ourselves looking to the people that have more uh, respectful children, find our people that have more uh, money in their 401ks, find the people that have something else. The grass is always greener, right? And usually New Year's is a time when we kind of go after that greener grass because we think that if we can change something about ourselves, then we're going to have the better life that that other person had that we've either seen through their Christmas cards or on their Facebook posts or whatever it is, that we, we go after the ideal that we have in our mind of who we want to become. Well, we're going to do a a 21-week challenge, and you're welcome to join in on the challenge, welcome to say, well, these aren't for me, and and that's fine, but hopefully you can catch the spirit. But we're going to do a 21-day challenge on something a little bit different, and this is something called the Authenticity Challenge, because rather than trying to be better about ourselves, I think that if we're more real and honest with ourselves, we're going to find a better life. And we're going to find a sense of God's grace that we didn't have before. See, because our gospel reading this morning uh, comes from the beginning of Matthew and comes from the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And and if you think about it, uh, there's kind of lots of theological questions we could ask about why Jesus was baptized, what he was doing, you know, why did he have to, what did he mean by righteousness, all these things. But the idea was is that what, what I found particularly unique in this was what I mentioned to the keiki. That Jesus comes to be baptized. And that when he comes up from the water, having done absolutely nothing in his ministry, other than disobeying his parents and getting lost in Jerusalem, right, in the temple, which isn't necessarily a positive, although he spun it that way because he was Jesus. He had done nothing, and God proclaims This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. See, see, because I I mentioned uh, this time in high school. I mean, high school and adolescent development is all about identity formation, right? Figuring out who we are and who we want to be. And and that's why um, you'll hear me say on a number of occasions, we need as many adults in the lives of our high school students just to support them and to tell them that we believe in them. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a formal way but just to help them know that they are good and they are loved because they feel pressure from all around. And one of the advice I give to high school students as they go off to college happened to me when I went off to college. So I went off to Azusa Pacific University. It was on the other side of the world, and in part I was exciting, right? Other side of the world being the other side of the United States, right? I went from Minnesota, this landlocked place, you know, all the way over the Rockies to the Southern California area, and it was a different culture, different people. I knew one person going in there, and that happened to be my best friend, but he was an art major and spent all of his time in the studio, and so I was kind of working it out on my own. And I remember, like I said before, I had experienced in high school this feeling of competition for who I was. Of competing over and over again for this sense of coolness and belonging. And then all of a sudden I started to find the sense of belonging within this Christian community that didn't seem to require me to do all these things that other people had said. I didn't have to break the rules, I didn't have to do drugs, I didn't have to do all of these things to be part of that crowd. I just was who I was, and they celebrated that, and they found a place for me, and I went off to college thinking that college was going to be just like that, because it was all Christian school, right? And I go off to college, and I find myself hanging out with this group of friends, and I was probably like three weeks into college, and I started to remember that feeling, you know? I started to feel like I was competing for my voice in the conversation. I started to feel like I had to name drop or I had to do different things. And I'm glad I had the fortitude, but I made this decision. I said, you know what? I know no one here. I'm going to ditch these guys. I'm going to go find some people that I feel better around, right? That I feel better around, that I can be myself with. And that's what happened. And by the grace of God, I found some friends, and they were the best friends I could have had in college. And so when I tell anyone as they go off to college, if you don't like who you are, the first two weeks, go find new friends. It's that easy. All of you are starting from scratch. You can do that. You can kind of reset. But most of us in, that, in the room don't have that opportunity because we're stuck in the rhythm, right? We're stuck in the rhythm, and we found ourselves in there so long that sometimes we don't even remember who we are, let alone what it's going to be like to be real with who we are. Right? That we spend so much time trying to perform so that people think that we're a better parent than we are. We spend so much time trying to do the right things in the right situations. We are just busy with life and with other people's life and with the news and Iran and all these different things and craziness going on that we don't even know what it's like for something to be life-giving for us because we've lost a sense of who we are. We've lost a sense of who we are. So the next 21 days, I want us to go on this journey of remembering who we are and of living out of that. But here's the, the biggest piece of this. I don't think that anyone in here is perfect. Do you? Right? But I tell you what, most of you seem pretty perfect on Sunday mornings. (laughs) We're pretty good. We've become professionals, in fact, at making sure our flaws aren't revealed to each other. And I'm not saying this is the time when we're going to, you know, let everything go and tell everyone all the dirty little secrets of our life this is a time when hopefully we can learn to be more real with each other. And the deeper you go, the deeper you're going to find that your center, well your center finds its place very similar to that of Jesus this morning. Back in the ancient world, one of the things I find particularly fascinating about the baptisms is the image that not just they would go out into the water and fully submerse themselves facing the west and then rise to see Jesus in the east, but they would also go on this, and I'm not inviting us to do the same, but they would also do it naked usually as well. That they would go out into the water unclothed as if they were going into the maternal womb waters. That's the imagery that they were going with. And they would be submersed into that water and then rise out of that water and then receive their clothes of white. I don't know about you, but there's a certain sense of vulnerability in that, right? (laughs) This wasn't an individual baptism. This was the community of believers that would gather out there. And so I know we don't like to think of Jesus within this image, but Jesus had a sense of vulnerability in this moment. Vulnerability of going out into those maternal waters and rising as a newborn baby would with, you know, as beautiful as they are, achieving nothing in their lives so far, right? But it's in that moment, in the midst of his vulnerability, That God proclaims to him, You are my beloved, in whom I'm well pleased. As we acknowledge our weaknesses, as we're real with who we are and what brings us joy and brings us life, we might start to hear God say, You are my beloved. But you'll see this week and some of the challenges, and I don't know the first challenge dates some of us because it's a a social media one-week checkout, which is going to be hard for some of us in the room, okay? Others of us are going to be like, that's easy, I don't even have an account. But the spirit of it comes out of this sense when Elijah goes up to the mountaintop. And and that kind of happened right here when we were with the keiki. I mean, it was so loud with the rain and the cars and all those things. And all of a sudden, it was like completely quiet right as I was about to pray. And even they were quiet. It was like a miracle, right? How might you find that stillness this week? So if the social media doesn't help you with it, you don't want to take that piece of the challenge. Maybe it's the newspaper or reading the obituaries or whatever it is that you do just to find. Find that sense of silence and peace. To look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I? to reflect on some of the influential peoples in my life. But the thing is, is this project of being authentic isn't just going to be about us, it's also gonna be about the other, too. How do we acknowledge that someone else is good just as they are as well? And, And so you'll see that one of the tasks this week is just to send someone a just because present. Right? Reminds you that sometimes the people that have done that for you, but also reminds them just because you are. It's a gift. Many leadership books and other people will talk about being vulnerable and being honest are ways to true leadership. And it's not surprising that Jesus does the same. So we invite you to take off that mask and to acknowledge. But as you do that, you'll remember that you are beloved. At the end of college, uh, one, I, some of you have seen if I'm doing a work day or whatever, I have shorts, I have a tattoo on my uh, calf right here. And it says, Beloved, in Hebrew. And I did it for two reasons. One, one was a book by Henry Nowen called Beloved. But the other was, is it speaks to me two ways. There are times when I feel like I am just rocking it, right? That I've accomplished things, you know, I went, you know I've gone to Duke, graduate cum laude, all these things, right? And you fill up your head with all those things that you've done. And those are the times when you need to remember that, you know, son what you've really done has been called God's beloved, right? Let's not get too high on that horse. But then there's the other times, when you, you know, you're check bounced, or you you find yourself at that AA meeting, or your relationship is breaking apart, or whatever it is, and also, you remember that you are God's beloved you are God's beloved in whom God is well pleased and that friends is grace and that's what's offered to us